Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Today I'm actually going to share with you how to buy a commercial property in your self-managed super fund. So, let me take you through the journey, but I have to whiteboard it for you. One of the things I want to share with you is not only how, but why do you need to buy a property in your self-managed super fund? Now, before I get started, I just want to tell you, I'm not an accountant, I'm not a financial planner, so please go and seek your independent advice. Please go and find financial planners or anyone that you use in that in that space to help you set the right entity up and also to give you the right advice about buying in a self-managed super fund and how much money you need to get started. I'm going to use an example of 200000 but uh, some people might get started with 150, some people might need to get started with 250, uh, and depending on what age you're at, um, I'm going to assume that you're going to be an age of you're in your mid 40s when you start this journey or you know maybe late 40s that's where the best time like to really bulk up your super is but you might be starting in your 30s or you might be starting in your 50s so the strategy might change a little bit different but at the end if this is something you want to do and you want to know how you could personalize to you reach out to me at helentarrant.com or helen at commercialpropertycashflow.com.au because what i can do is put you in touch with some of the people that i work with i can run some preliminary big picture strategies for you and then niche you down to sort of get the right people in place in your team to set that up and then i can show you some examples of properties that would work so let's go let me um show you and take you through the whiteboard So here we are starting out of how you would invest, how you can invest in super. I'm going to draw out the diagram. So let's say that here you have your industry super. So this is your industry super. So this can be, say, Australian super or host plus at $200,000 there. Right, and you want to set up a self-managed super fund. So that's what you need to put. Self-managed super fund, SMSF is what it stands for. You need to transfer your $200,000 into your self-managed super fund. Now, underneath your self-managed super fund, there's a structure where we call a, you know, there's usually a corporate trust for yourself super fund now your accountant can tell you a little bit more about that but say under your super fund you've got a couple of options so you can hold the property you can call it money in cash you can buy property you can buy shares you can you know lend or um, businesses there's a whole host of things you can do now if you want to use cash for any of these purchases you can do that and you don't need to set up any entity. But say you wanted to buy property. Now, when you want to buy property, you want to actually, uh, you need to have some lending. So you want to borrow what they call a bear trust. Now, the reason we have a bear trust, and it's a bear trust together with a custodian trust. Okay. And the reason for that is called a bear trust custodian trust. It comes as one package, is that uh, the bank wants to keep it quarantined or separate from the rest of your your earnings and the rest of what you owe in the actual self-managed super fund so that if they can come and take that property 
from you. And what we normally get is a non-recourse loan. So the loan is dependent on the property and not you. So it's not depending on your income, but they will look at, you know, any contributions you make, any of the things that you do. So what goes on from here is that from here, you can buy a property. So here, let's say, you you know, you bought a property. Yeah, it doesn't really matter what it is, but let's say you bought a commercial property. So $200,000 and during a commercial loan, so the loan, the LVR, so loan to valuation ratio, it's 65% is the standard. And sometimes they can go to 70%. Now you need to, of course, think about, you know, there's also costs in terms of the bank cost, um, the bank valuation, in terms of your due diligence fee, and also of all of the other costs that's associated with purchasing a property, like stamp duty and everything. So $200,000, if it's at 65% LVR, and then you're actually buying a $500,000 property. So that's 500000 And the reason I want to use this example is this is a classic example uh, of how the $500,000 works. So you have your, what we call your bank, which goes to your self-managed super fund, goes to cash, comes as a deposit. That's your two hundred. You have a loan of, um, let's say, six. 65% of 500,000 is 325K. Of course, you know, there's some costs and that's what the 25K covers. So that's your loan. We always work out SMSF loans at 5% because it sits 1% higher than the market, two and a half to three-ish. Um, so inside super at the moment, the current rate is about four-ish, but we just take five as a benchmark. This way, you have lots of options in case things change, uh, in case that the uh, the interest rate changes. But what they are, what they want to see is a principal in interest repayment. So you need to pay down principal probably over a 10, 15, potentially 20-year period, depending on how, when you buy the property and what age you are. So we're looking at the loan. And so what we're seeing is the metrics for this property to, in order for the metrics for this property to work, you need to buy a commercial property. So it doesn't work as residential property because there's no positive cash flow. So you need a commercial property. And what you do need is we don't try in self-managed super fund of 7%. So what does that mean? That means that it's, this is the net yield before it go, before mortgage. So that is um, $35,000 net. Right? So that's net before mortgage and after all outgoings. Now let's work out how much your mortgage is. Interest, uh, $325,000 times 0 0.05. That's about 16250 in interest only. Those and probably add on to it probably another anywhere from another 10, probably about 10, maybe 10k, 10 to 12k of principal. Simple. So we, we need to put that in. So, so let's do principal repayments. So just put pay P. So you're really looking at about 27K or so around there. So remember that you've got this money here, 35,000. If you take 27K out of it, uh, you actually still end up with about 8K of positive cash flow, even after. 
You've actually out of 16250 as your interest only. Out of 35000 if you're getting that as a net income, 16250 you actually end up with about $18,000, 18750 that you can put into, put back to loan. So this figure here, this figure here, and you put it back into the loan. So you put it back, you put this back into the loan. So what does that mean? What does that mean over time? So let's have a look. So that means that over, what does that look like for your property? So you bought it here, let's say 2021, you bought it here and you get $35,000 net. Uh, you bought it for 500K. Right? And we have, you know, 2022, 2023, 2024, 2025, 2026, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 2027. Right? So we, we're going to keep this property for seven. Let's have what happens in seven years. So, and let's assume that you're going to get a minimum 3%. Whoops. Minimum three of three percent rental income. So on, and that, that your loan here, you're borrowing three twenty five k. That's your loan. Okay. So in twenty twenty two, you have a rental increase. So your rent has gone up from thirty five thousand to zero. Next year is gone 37135 38245.45 and finally, 41,791.83. Okay, so that's your increases until increases. That's the new rent. Your interest rate, remember we talked about, is 5%, which is 16,550. Um, Let's have a look, 325 times 0 0.5, 6250. 250. So that's where you're at. Sixteen two five zero. Okay. So the first year you've borrowed three twenty-five. Okay. So the first year you've actually put in um, you've taken out sixteen three five zero and thirty-five thousand. So what your positive cash flow is for that year is 18750. All right, that's where you are at. So the next year you won't you'll be paying that down as a principal principal repayment of the 500,000. So you end up here and the next year here you owe you owe 4 8 1, 2, 5, 0. That's what you owe. 
you know, the bank that. Now, now your rent's gone up. Let's say the interest stayed the same, but you know, now your principal is less. So let's say that you know your principal is less. So four hundred eighty-one five. Um, sorry, that's your. Um, let me just readjust that. Sorry, I need to get rid of that. Your loan is three twenty-five. So that's your loan. You bought it for 500K, but your loan now is reduced 325 minus 306.250. That's what it is now. So now we add 5% of that. Your interest here is 1531250. Right, but now you have a you have an increase in your rent, so you have this, which is now you've got twenty thousand seven three seven, and we can take that off the principal of three oh six two five zero, and now you up to two eight five five one two. So let's just erase that. 50. That's where that's where your principal is. And now, of course, because of this new principal and we're at 5% interest, you, your interest bill has come down to 14275625. So you can see that even in three years' time, you've got less interest, but your rent has actually gone up. So you actually end up with less uh Less interest, but more money towards your actual principal. So you can pay down. So your thirty-seven one three one dot fifty, you can pay that down to fourteen two seven five, um, and what you get is about twenty-two thousand dollars here. So you here you're at two. So you here at two six two. Six five, six five six. So you can see that each year, as your interest goes down, the the you actually pay more repayments. So the ultimate goal here is that by the time twenty k, so you pay down, you're probably here sitting around, you know, let's say approximately, just because we're we're doing this approximately, probably one hundred and ninety k to two hundred k. Um, you owe the bank, right? That's without you doing any contributions. If you put in 25K contributions over the seven years, you actually owe contributions. Contributions with contributions of roughly 25K per year. Then what you end up with seven years is you end up with about 140 to 50K. But let's just say you didn't do anything in this scenario. What happens with the value of the property? The value of the property also grows each year. But let's just say that, you know, it didn't double itself over seven years. And most, you know, the, the, the thing is in property, you know, it doubles itself over seven years. But let's just say it didn't. Let's say it grew in value and it only became, you know, and it grew only, say, 25% of that. So let's say, you know, something that's really, 
um, or even like 30% of that. So, you know, just something very, very conservative that I like to work on. So, so let's say um, capital gains. And, of course, it won't be like that. You'll probably be more like your 50%, 60% or even more. Sometimes you double definitely. But let's say capital gains is only 30% over seven years. And that's very little, very little. But that's 150 k in growth, right? And so what you end up with is this scenario here where the value of the property is now uh, about, say, 190 or 200 so let's just for easy numbers say that you owe 200. So you owe 200K. Now you have $450,000 net. So you've actually doubled your money and double your money if you actually left it in industry. For most people, the answer is no. You might grow at $200,000 to $300,000, but there's no way it's going to become $200,000. becomes $450,000. And that is why the key of people investing in super is because they get so much more leverage and that they'll actually be able to own more. So if 40% or 50%, that value starts to change. That becomes, you know, 700K plus... That becomes 700K plus, which means that the end value here starts to increase. So you could all of a sudden have a property that's worth, you know, nine. Of course, at some point in the future, you might want to sell it. But what you want to end up with at the end of 10 years, so this is your goal. So say 10 years. So you own outright. You own, so no mortgage. So we go no mortgage. So in 10 years, we have no mortgage. So no loan. Your two hundred, your five hundred, your two hundred thousand leveraged or five hundred thousand dollar property. After ten years, let's say it doesn't double, it might be worth seven hundred fifty to eight hundred k. Now, even if over time, say the rent went up, but the rent also came down, and let's say you it adjusted, the value of the property grew higher than the you know, the, the rental increases. Let's just say even at six percent yield, right? What you will come out at the other end is, let's say, at seven hundred and fifty thousand at six percent, it's forty five k, and at eight hundred thousand. It's 48,000K, and which is not that far off. You look at this scenario, right? So you get 45 to and that becomes tax-free currently based on the current legislation for over 60. So also capital gains tax, 8,000 is equivalent to outside your earning somewhere around 57 thousand to sixty thousand dollars of income so for someone that is actually uh, almost just below the average australian wage and you know that would be for someone who is an average worker will be getting you know that so just by having you know forty eight thousand dollars tax free income coming through so if you're willing in that time to put your contributions in uh maybe you know top it up with uh, if you have any non-concessional so let's say you sold a property uh, during that time of your residential you want to top it back and you could be looking at you know really developing this out to a 10 year 12 year so this is the goal of why people invest in commercial property and this is why i urge you to 
to look into it uh, and why it actually helps you to think outside of the box to really create more wealth out of your self-managed super fund and to get better leverage out of your super. So you can see that the reason why people invest in self-managed super fund is that they can actually have more control over their property. So they get the decision instead of uh, in a large, basically as part of an industry super fund, you don't have control what they're going to invest in. So they could potentially invest in big office buildings. They can invest in a Westfield. They can invest in warehouses. They can invest in, you know, caravan parks, or they can invest in a lot of residential, or they can invest in stocks and shares. And then there's a combination of what they invest in. The thing is that you've got to think about it. If you have $200,000, would you ever turn that into a $600,000 net net as in you actually own the whole $600,000 property outright that's going to be your income so uh, you've got to think about that if the answer is no the self-managed super fund is for you the other thing you've got to think about is also that in self-managed super fund the reason people invest number one reason is take control of their future but also is turning a small amount into a big amount and together with the power of your tenant and you you can really bulk up your super but also finally at the end you've got to realize that the way that our system works is that uh, that they want you to accumulate till you retire and then basically draw down on your principal. See, the thing is, that means that you have nothing left for your children. There is actually no legacy you can leave behind. And for some of us who are who are working and some of us who, you know, highly leverage, uh, super can be one of our biggest savings. So to really utilize that, what you can do is then, of course, take it from retail super, put it into self-managed super, find, find an effective strategy, diversify. And because I'm uh, part of the unicorn group, which, you know, I myself as a director, um, but also the Helen Tarrant uh, banner. Uh, we also have what's available, you know, group deals. Uh, we have a spread of other options. You can invest in commercial. You don't have to do it just by you know, direct investment. So there's lots of options for you as well. And of course, you know, we can put you through the right people who can help you with that as well. But the main thing to think about is that you're growing a tree. You're growing a tree rather than hacking at the roots and taking away the principle. So when you grow the tree over the next 7, 10, 12 years in super, because that's how long-term strategy needs to be it needs to be five seven in a minimum five years but it should be more of a seven to ten to twelve year strategy where you're growing that in super um, and then afterwards what you want to see is that you'll be able to have the fruit from the tree that you're picking from and then you'll be able to you know, live off the fruit of the tree and then will it and pass it down to your children that tree and they can continue to grow that tree and continue to reap the rewards of that tree and that's really really important so if you need hand-holding this strategy and this strategy is something you do not want to get wrong and you are interested and you want to find out more information, there's a lot of detail around it, a lot of specifics uh, uh, and the type of property that a bank uh, that will accept for this type of uh, this type of borrowing, then reach out to us, helentarrant.com or helen at commercialpropertycashflow.com.au. And I look forward to seeing you and helping you in your next commercial property strategy. Bye for now. You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune in to the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property.